0: and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick, both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, I am so excited to be on with you today, and we are back with one of our most favorite and popular guests from last year christy Mandura, of so to speak welcome back christy hi Lori. it's great to be here <laughs> i am so happy you're here we are really taking a theme for february with the idea of self-love and so taking kind of riffing on this whole valentine's day thing and saying how can we really learn to love ourselves first and best and that way we can give it to others. So you are like a champion of this cause. I've seen a lot of things you've written about you and I have talked personally. So I'm just so excited to have you on today.
1: Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I love the whole though. The minute you, you sent out the message to me, I was like, I'm in let's do yes. it.
0: I love it. Well, let's jump in. I mean, one of the things I want to talk about is really what is your idea of self-love and you and I have talked kind of off uh, camera a bit about Self love can feel really cheesy, right? Like it's when people start talking about self love, a lot of people I know are like, "Okay, here we go." But you have a little bit of a different take on it, so I'd love to hear what you think about it.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like self love has so yes, it can it can come off as very cheesy and corny, and yeah you know, the I'm, I'm good enough looking in the mirror kind of thing. Right. And at the <laughs> same time, it can have a very loaded and heavy feeling like mm-hmm. this all encompassing, like love yourself, damn it. And it's kind of like, holy crap, like, let's, right. where do where do I start? And what do I do? And for people who have a tendency to be more perfectionists, which I think the vast majority of us have are somewhere on that spectrum. It can make us feel like we're not doing it right that we're not and if and if um on the commercialized side of self-love if that isn't fulfilling then what's wrong with us and it's bullshit (laughs) so i just i feel like there's a depth to self-love that we don't often talk about Mm -hmm. that is intricately connected to our intuition i i look at self-love as more like the big s where self-love is is checking in with ourselves before we check out with the world yes. for approval or for validation or for answers. Yes. And there's this there's a sense that again checking in how the hell do we do that because our brains our minds go a gazillion miles a minute. Right. I have I've heard so many mine as well. And I've heard so many people say like I I'm not going to meditate because the minute I stop, then I feel I get totally overwhelmed by all the feeling yeah. or all the thoughts. Yes. So self-love to me is much more of an internal piece and it's not an isolated piece. Whatsoever. I really love that you're saying
0: this too. I, I think this is really important because I've heard this too. You know, everyone talks about and I'm a I'm a huge believer in like gratitude journaling and journaling every day, and but I don't necessarily meditate. And guess what? I don't go to the gym every day. And so I think it really is about finding the one thing that works for you that truly brings that sense of calm and love into your life and feeling not feeling bad about the rest. Cause I think, especially as women, we feel bad about a lot of things that there's no reason for us to feel bad about. And self-love is one.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, and I feel like it's something where the, the, the classic meditative approach of quieting down mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, saw you post like mini posts of grab your coffee, and I love that. I love that idea of creating that sense of community in it. Yes. And you're a fellow bath lover. I saw one <laughs> piece of paper yeah. on that. I love that. And, and and at the same time, there are moments where baths may not solve your. They may not solve the deeper problem. And totally. at the same time, they might, like, it might be, it's not necessarily classic meditation that you do. Yeah, It might be going for a walk. It might be gardening. It might be taking a bath it, who knows it might, it might be jumping into something that you haven't done since you were a kid for like 10 minutes, a yes. couple days a week. Like there's this pressure also of, of doing it right and self-loving right. And, it, right. and I, I feel like it's, it's wobbly and messy and, um, there's no one way for everybody.
0: Well, and I like too what you were saying about, like, I think when we talk about self-love, especially when people in the space talk about self-love, there's this, um, we tend to be kind of surface, like you said, and I just did this. I just did a Valentine's challenge. So it was like, buy yourself flowers this day, buy yourself chocolates. But really what I'm learning with my own work is self-love really is more for me Uh, stopping the self-judgment and cheering myself on more. So like, actually self-love for me is loving the messy parts of myself even more than what I consider the good parts of myself.
1: And that wholeness about it, you know, you're nailing it, Lori, it's like this idea. And and I, and I want to just back up a little bit. It's the surface stuff does matter too, because I'm a huge believer that if you walk in a room and you see fresh cut flowers, it's mm-hmm. just, it's incredible. Yes. It's just beautiful. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Getting like a specific type of dark chocolate, if that's your thing, that's wonderful. In addition, right? So right. it's not in place of, it's in addition. And you nailed it when you said uh, the parts of myself that I don't love or however mm-hmm. you just worded it. Because the messy, the messy parts, the messy which I part. generally feel bad about. Yes. And so self-compassion is a huge part of that. So self-compassion, we we talk, I, I know you've referenced this a lot Yeah, and self-compassion is treating ourselves the way that we would treat our friends or speaking to ourselves the way we would treat people we love or talk to people we love. Wonderful. How much are we really applying that? So right. it made me think of this and, and it connects to the messy part about what you said. Okay. When I was thinking about coming on here, I I was really figuring out like how to create a sense of what self-love is so that people could grasp it and actually buy into it and not have it be this commercialized, um, sense of, uh, you know, looking outside of ourselves to, are we doing it correctly or are we not? Or other people giving you
0: that, um, affirmation.
1: Yeah. Or the pressure. I mean, where's it coming from? So again, inside, 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 Right. right. Like checking in, checking in, checking in. So we rarely talk about intuition without having it be some sort of wooified space. And yes. in, it's, it's essential. Intuition is intricately connect. So self-love is intricately connected to self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem is intricately connected to intuition because it's trusting yourself. Yes. It's realizing that I'm sensing something and instead of going outside for Lori to go, oh, don't worry about that. Me go, oh, okay, yeah. Lori said, don't worry about it. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go against myself because right. Lori said that. We have to get used to and encourage each other to check in. No, I'm not saying to jump on intuition and then just run amok. Right. I'm saying, <laughs> right? Like, no. Yeah. It's more of your in intu- The best way I heard it, wherever your intuition hits you, it hits people all different. Yeah. You know, but is go to your heart for. The what in your head for the how, so same thing with intuition. So I love that inside for what, right? Like what is it, and your head for the how. So you might get a sense like, no, that job, I'm going to change jobs. But that job, it seems, and everything outside seems perfect. Yeah, there is something in me that's saying, okay, you don't have to say no to it right away. Then you shift to your. Logical mind, yeah. To connect it and and have faith that your intuition will lead you to the right resources or the right people to uncover and understand a little bit more. So, it, all of this bringing it back to what you were saying with the messy parts, it reminded me of when I was in college, my senior year. It was over twenty years ago. I wrote a play called Me, Myself, and I. Okay. And i I had such a blast writing it, and it made me think immediately about what we were talking about today because it was about a girl named meg who in each scene and it opens up when she was stood up to go to like a winter formal or something and then okay. it follows her through her entire life and the entire play takes place her speaking to all different parts of herself oh, so she I like. Has like the child piece to herself she has the teenage rebellious piece to herself she's got like the um sexy side to herself she has the very maternal side the librarian more like, you know, quieter and also by the books kind yes. of side. And it made me realize that if, if self-compassion is talking to ourselves the way that we would talk to other people and self makes so many of us blanch at the thought right. of
0: it. <laughs> it's right. so, going to woo-woo on us.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah. Woo. Or we get, we get to, um, Trapped in the sense of oh, I can't do anything for myself because that's selfish. Right. That to look at it like we all have parts to ourselves. So if you look at when you're giving yourself self compassion, self love, what part of yourself needs it? Yeah. And it creates a little bit more objectivity. So you can you can say what part of me needs the self love right now, and it seems a bit more manageable than just this huge umbrella of love yourself love
0: everything. (laughs) Well, and I think it goes, I think that's a really nice, like kind of bite-sized way. It's a nice way to take what we were talking about at the beginning, like, okay, give yourself self-love. What does that mean? So I like the idea of it's like a nice bite-sized way to say, okay, specifically, this is what I need today. And this is how I'm going to love myself today based on the one thing I'm going to do for this one need that I have today, or this one hurt or this one, whatever it is that day.
1: Exactly, I love and, that. And, and it's so it's so loving. like it's so genuinely loving. And I yes. feel like it's something that allows us to also because there's been research that when you talk to yourself in the third person, yeah, you, you a tendency to be objective enough that you actually listen, right? Yeah, so if you look at yourself that you're all these different parts, then you're able to get that sense of objectivity versus yeah. just all of you which can sometimes feel very daunting. A hundred percent. And then it leads you. So it's not saying that loving yourself and checking in with your intuition and checking in to see what you need is completely in isolation. It could lead me to saying, you know what? I want to call Lori. I haven't talked to her in a long time. I don't know why she's popping up, but she is. Yeah. And I'm going to call her. And then all of a sudden we have this moment. And I, I went with my sense versus my ego going, Lori's going to think, think this is so ridiculous. I haven't talked to her in 10 years, Right, just, which can talk us out of it so quickly.
0: Well, and I love this. That made me think of a story. This is so like intuition. I I have finally, finally given myself permission to listen to my own intuition. And it has taken a long time, but it makes me think of this story. When I was back in college, I lived with um, some roommates and we were very close because we lived together. We've spent our daily lives together. And I just remember one afternoon, I got the weirdest feeling about my uh, roommate at the time, Melissa. And I was like, I'm just, she was kind of running through my mind. Now this is aging me. This was before cell phones, right? So I, I couldn't just call her and say, how are you doing? I think it was still a bit like time in life where if you had a car phone, you were like big time. (laughs) So I went out and sat on our front porch and was waiting for it. She was coming home from work. And I was like, I'm just really getting this weird feeling. And she pulled up. she got out and she's like, what are you doing out here in the front porch? I said, you know, I just got like the weirdest feeling about you. I just worried that you were somehow not okay or something. She had just gotten in a fender bender on her way home. She was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I just got in a fender bender on my way home. She's like, I'm okay, but you really just felt this? And I was like, yeah. And there's been a couple other times in my life, some more serious than just a fender bender. That I, ha- I, I have not listened to my intuition and it was correct. You know, I find out later, like I 100% should have made that call or checked in on that friend or just taken the time to do what my heart was telling me to do. So I love the idea that self love is bigger than buying yourself chocolates and flowers and that those are nice, but it's really trusting yourself enough, right, to follow
1: your own inner voice. And encouraging and normalizing that so that more of us do that. Yeah. We have to start talking. Um, I don't mean talking about it like splattering it all over social media. Right. Where it becomes almost superficial in and of itself. I mean, really going inside and it's, it's a brave move because it's so much easier to go right. outside it's just, it just is. So being able to go inside and say, you know what, I'm going to sit on the porch steps. And if nothing happened to her, okay. Right. And, and so just to even start smaller, and then you'll be able, because when you go against your intuition, you go against you know, it, and, and you, we all kick ourselves in those moments. So yes. it's, it's it's in muscle. It's just, it may be atrophied. So you just strengthen it and you start with low stakes. Like at the, I, I always have everything go to the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the grocery store is such like a neutral place that like, just if you have time, if you happen to be going and you have an extra 15 minutes, sure. You have your list instead of just going automatic straight to produce and then around, just check in and go all right, I'm just going to sense instead of just automatically going to produce and it's neutral and it's low stakes. It's super yeah. low stakes. Nothing's going to happen. I mean, there's nothing right. horrible that's going to happen with you going down aisle five instead right. of, going <laughs> to produce. you know, and you might run into someone that you're like, holy crap, that was awesome. I never would have right. saw her or him if I didn't. So start low stakes uh, is always my number one shift. If you're yeah. starting to want to understand a little bit more. And, and the other, it always brings me back to this quote of you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. I, I feel like that's like a living and breathing tra- It transcends time. I agree. And it, it really tells you what state you're in yes so if you don't like it it doesn't mean you have to drop people like flies it just is worth getting curious about I love
0: this the curiosity as well because that kind of takes that judgment piece off as well I have a friend who recently you know I think I think almost all of the listeners know that I've gone through really hard last year like I got a divorce and and I've really been beating myself up about my kind of I've definitely had a wild side lately. <laughs> we, we won't go into details, but we'll just call it a wild side. And a friend of mine was said, you know, I just really would love for you to see this as a phase and not your whole self. Like, can you just see this as a phase that you're in and be okay with where you are in the phase? And it really spoke so much to me because I we don't do that. Like, I was beating myself up as if this was going to be my life forever. Instead of seeing this one piece of time as what I'm going through at this point, And realizing that I'm really doing the very best I can to get through it.
1: And you needed your friend to be able to shine a light on that. That's, yes. That goes right to the connection from what we were saying yeah. before. We're, you, you, we need other people. It doesn't happen in isolation. Because right. you... It creates that sense of connection and and oftentimes, and I just saw this quote, I absolutely love it. I'm probably gonna botch it, but basically saying like the definition of self-love is is loving is allowing someone else to love you when you are not loving yourself.
0: Yes, because I love that's that.
1: like oh my gosh, you
0: know. I love that just gave me chills, actually. <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. quote. Well, and let's transition quickly here. It's this kind of a weird transition, but because careering is about work. Let's talk a little bit about like what does self love look like at work? What, how can we take some of these ideas that we're talking about and apply them into our daily lives while we're working on our careers?
1: Absolutely. So one of uh, for some reason my first thought goes to the car because I feel like so many of us are in the car even whether you're working from home or you're you're still, you know, transitioning back to going to a workplace. Yeah it look, it always sounds like, okay, so when I get ready for work, it's going to be, it, it might, it might be, it might be looking in the mirror and having a moment with yourself. It absolutely might be. It sure. also might not be. People might be like, are you kidding me? It's a crazy house in the morning. Right. In <laughs> right. No matter whether you, wherever you are in this stage of life, like it just might be nuts. So you might not be a morning person. So self-love comes again with internally, Naming it for yourself. So the reason I go to car is because I've talked to clients about this. I practiced this myself for years when I was in my car a ton, which I'm not as in as much anymore, but yeah, it's five minutes in your car before you go into work. So yes. after you have like, it, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning you know but the reason i say that is cuz it starts the tone of your day yeah. so if you if you have 5 minutes early in the morning and then your house is nuts and that doesn't work for you you're like i it doesn't work to throw that in cuz it stresses me out more than i might get interrupted or whatever right. it is just Save it. Know that you're going to look forward to that. Know that you're going to have five minutes before you transition into your office space, whatever that looks like, whether it's actually an office or it's at your house. Right. And it it's being able to, like we talked, we touched upon curiosity. It's being able to practice within first. So I, I keep going there. It really is the first step. It, yeah. It's that yeah. foundational sense of self-awareness of where you're at, paying attention to where you're at, accepting it. Mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, love it. Just right. be honest.
0: And Well, and I think it. the honesty too, that's such a big point because like even in the way that i react to people, I've realized that I've grown so much because I can tend to be a little bit of a hothead. <laughs> and so before I started doing so much work on myself, I may respond via an email like, in not the most appropriate or professional way. And I've really found that if I can kind of stop, know what I'm doing, know what I'm feeling, you know, like you said, go in, stop myself. And I, I've actually done this recently and say, I'm gonna respond to that email tomorrow or in a few hours. So I think it's like this, this combining of the intuition and, and stop knowing to stop yourself when you're kind of getting like heated and then just do better in terms of like, I'm gonna calm down and then I'll respond to this when I'm ready.
1: Absolutely. And I'll add to that. So yes, it is. That's a wonderful example of it. Yeah. And it's love to the other person, whether they know it or not. And if you did react and send the email, self-love is uh, not being so hard on yourself about it. Right. Being able to just realize like you're human and maybe it calls for an apology. Self-love is also being able to check in to go, okay, it, it may not be right now. If I'm really honest with myself though apologizing to that person for saying it that way is it's not that it's the right thing to do by society standards right and they can connect I'm just saying internally I'm not saying I'm sorry for them to approve of me I'm not saying I'm sorry because I don't want them to think I look bitchy I'm saying I'm sorry because internally I can feel that that was not my best yes my best self right a representation
0: of my best self yes Yes. And I think along with the intuition, I think you can even apply that, like you said, across the board, but definitely to business. Like one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking about that is I have learned the hard way. I used to know almost right out of the gate when I would sign up a uh, partner, I know within the first few weeks if it's going to work well or not, you know, you know. And so what I used to do is just keep going when I had that feeling and try harder and harder and harder to make it work. And the end result was always after a couple months, right? It just kind of falls apart because you just, for whatever reason, you're never going to get to where you need to be. So I have really taken it upon myself to when I first feel that feeling, you know, I I won't do it right away because sometimes it takes like understanding that client and knowing what they need and if I'm delivering. But if I've done that, and I still feel that way. I now just cut it straight off. And I just say, I'm so sorry. We just don't have, we don't align in terms of the way that we handle business. Um, and I've had people just like completely go nuts over that. Cause they're like, we are two weeks in, or we're paying you, you know, X amount of dollars. But I've just learned through the years that when I get that gut feeling, no matter how long I keep that client, it's not going to work. It's not going to end well.
1: You yeah, know? and and the thing is, is like paying attention to that is a wonderful learning opportunity for the next time. So you might adjust the way that you run certain services. Like I just right. had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a coach, and she's starting out, and and she said, "Oh, you know, how do you work that to kind of test run it for both?" Like you've already yeah. gone through the initial. Okay, we are moving forward, and I feel that it's hugely beneficial to be able to offer shorter. Um, session. So whether it's a, so for coaching, it would be like an assessment that they right. take, and then you debrief with them and that's maybe two or three sessions. That's the most commitment. And then yes. if you both get to decide at that point, if you want to continue on, mm-hmm. or you might realize like, oh, I didn't ask them this question, these questions at the beginning in your case. And now I realize, so going forward, I'm going to have a more of a thorough questionnaire that I give Correct. to prospective clients. Or I'm going to have a referral. So I'll say, you know what? I feel like we're not aligned. However, I do have one or two other people who I really yes. feel like could be a great connection. So it doesn't have to just be, It sometimes it is just a period done. Right. It, it doesn't <laughs> right. have to be. It is, you know? So yeah. those are those are just some of the ways. But I really think that in regards to work at work, It starts, I will go back to starting neutral, starting at the grocery store or starting in your house or starting before you go to bed or starting somewhere that is very where you feel safe, where you're not really like if if it's a Saturday and you have an extra half hour to kill, like jumping in the car and going, do I go right or do I go left and just seeing just playing around with it. So that when you're at work and the stakes are inevitably higher, yeah. you're not scrambling to check in. It's just, you can sense it more. You've already peeled some layers off so that you're more accessible to listening in. I
0: love that. And it makes me think of like Lennon Doyle in Untamed when she talks about going into the closet okay. and, you know, uh, going underneath and really getting essentially what she's talking about is getting to her center and her intuition, right? For the answer. That's essentially what she's talking about in that chapter and knowing that even if the answer isn't correct for the other people in that room, if she's checked in that deeply with herself and that's the answer that's come from within, that is the correct answer.
1: And you'll be less combative because you'll be more open to listen to other people's perspective. Yes. So if someone, if you're not going to be a suede with the wind, you'll be more, more apt to listen because you've already checked in, Right. you know, um, but that book, oh my gosh, I tell people, I say, there's, there's a before you, and then there's an after you. If yep.
0: I <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you that book it's I read during art. the year that of transition for me. And it was like my Bible. If you look at that book, it's hilarious. There's like all these stains on it and like dog-eared pages and like notes in the margin. And I mean, just, you know, it was just kind of my Bible for the year of of change. And if you have not read Untamed, you guys go get it, please. Speaking of self-love, like Untamed is the self-love Bible. So go get it. So the last question I'll ask you, my dear, I always love having you on, but we, st- I started this show, it's transitioned a bit. Now it's turning into kind of like, how can we be kick-ass adult, adults, humans, and at work. But originally it was all about how do we make life and homework? So how are things going with your kids? How are things going with work? How are things going with self-love with your kids? How do you share that with them? Like, I'd love to, I'd love to end it with how you do that as a mom.
1: Oh, Oh for sure. Um you I'm feeling like giddy with you talking like we're in a really good place. I I am very grateful for the space we're in. I have two little ones. They're they're little. They're 8 and 6. Wow. And um yeah, I I just I feel like it's all it is there it is so cliche and yet it's so true that the work you do on yourself inevitably affects everything and everyone. Yes. And there's no right or wrong way that you're doing it. There's yes. no right or wrong way. You know what it is and you will see it on, you You will see it, you know? And And, and in regards to kids, like t- speaking about that, and we're going back to apology, it's like how quickly we can apologize to our kids. Yes. The more you internally check in the more you're able to sense when it really warrants an apology to saying you're sorry to your kid or when you're saying it for a, from a place that really is not rock solid, yes. you know, and, and your kids sense that and, and they're little sponges. They just right. they totally. And it's funny because, um, I was just talking to someone about podcasts for parenting and all this stuff. And yeah. we were talking about two Dr. Becky. I'm sure everybody who watches knows yes. her. Um and Dr. Eliza Pressman on raising good humans, who's yes, who's one of my yes. I love both favorites. of those. And I was like, this is so fantastic because everything that they talk about, I transition to work, to my life too, and to work. Yes. I work with clients and I'm like, it's the most basic layman's terms everybody can grasp they're sharing tools to share with your kids. Everybody can grasp it. So I feel like it's a total, you know, two birds, one, three birds, four birds, one stone, four birds, but you know, where I I do.
0: Well, and also I think like one of the things I've been working on with my kids, again, is just going back to that, listen to your intuition, even though they're little humans, they know probably better than we do, honestly what they need for themselves and so my daughter is older than your kid my kids are 14 and 16 so they're in the middle of their teen stage right now and my daughter especially is really grappling with how does she continue to keep peace in the friend group and not not start drama but speak up for herself and stand up for herself when she Mm. feels something and you know i think a couple years ago my advice probably would have been like don't create any drama just let it go My advice to her now is like, listen, honey, if you feel very strongly about this inside, you absolutely should talk to them about that because that is being authentic. And so even the way that I'm handling my kids with that intuition piece is different than it was a couple of years ago. And I think it's a direct result of knowing that self-love for us is being as authentic as we can in our relationships, right? And how important that is for our kids as we're raising them
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that authenticity is key. Well, my dear, I love having you on. We always learn such amazing things from you. If people want to get in touch with you, how can
1: they do that? They can go to so sodaspeak.com S O W T O S P E A K.com. Uh, Instagram is Christy Mandor and LinkedIn is so to speak. Perfect. The good ones. Well, thanks for coming on today to talk to us about love.